now. Welcome. For your listening pleasure, we invite ears of all shapes, colors, and sizes to experience the Audio Files Podcast. G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-G-
and then uh, we give it a rating. So we'll go ahead and get into this, man. Um, of course, the inevitable three by Lloyd Banks. Uh, this came out April twenty first, two thousand twenty three. Um, it's part it's part of the um course of the inevitable trilogy. Um, here we've done um King's Disease trilogy, so I figured that we've done both albums off of this piece too as well so i figured we might as well just finish it off um deselected the first one i believe i selected the second one and here we are again with the third um man off of the off the get-go man like pieces of my pain the the beats um the beats are, are dope man but what what the thing that stood out to me on this one um and 50 said it like he's just missing that 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 g-unit flair man like we've seen him on like um the hunger for more <coughs> um you know where he had that song fire um even on the hunger for more 2 where he came out with like eminem and ti and stuff like that um he had some bars he had some bars he had some energy he had some hooks and stuff like that this one was missing all of that bro like i don't know about you guys for me but um like i said he had the punch bars but it just seemed like and it's tough because he has that that low voice that low cool chill voice you know and like and that's one of my favorite things about him but like it just seemed like it's like a 40 year old still playing gangster and like throughout this whole album and it's like and i know it says pieces of my pain and it's like i feel like he's already expressed his pain throughout like his whole discography and so it's just like what else do you got to give me dude and it's like not to discredit this man's truth or his his past or um his life but it just it just seems like what else do you got from us man like and so um i i'm gonna even though you know like i'm a fan of 50 cent and i was kind of like uh disagreeing with 50 like man like after this project i'm i'm gonna say i have to say 50 was right bro like you know maybe you should listen to your homeboy reconnect with him because obviously he's doing something that that you're not doing and like i hate to say that because again i'm a fan um but this one this one was just fat flat man um i'm just gonna say it straight up too um i don't think lloyd banks was even the best rapper on his own shit like you know like, <laughs> you know he had method man on this bitch um tony ayo kind of gave a half cook verse i want to say like half of it was dope the other half was like what the fuck um 38 special was dope on it dave east was fucking dope on it vado was dope on it cormega and like i don't even know these fools but i'm like they're better than lloyd banks like you know what i'm saying so um we'll get more into it but uh bebo your initial thoughts man yeah so of course i'm familiar with <laughs> lloyd banks through those glory years that g-unit had like anthony said which was early 2000s crazy to think how long ago that was already and that was a movement spearheaded by 50 cent and the game until their unfortunate infamous rift occurred of course which one could argue really was the beginning of the end for 50 cents rap career and maybe g-unit as a whole but during their peak they released that g-unit album beg for mercy in 2003 which i'm only familiar with the singles on there which were pretty big singles for their time maybe one or two deep cuts and what i'm ultimately getting at is i i'd never really had any interest to look into follow or listen to any of the extended members of Unit for whatever reason and i know lloyd banks has this sort of cult following but i personally never really cared for him and this was my first album i listened to fully um and i will say that you know at times i could see what anthony's talking about where his pen is slightly above average but everything about this particular album as a whole, like the hooks, the flow, uh, the voice, it kind of all just made for an underwhelming experience. And I was trying to pinpoint what exactly it was that makes Lloyd Banks less than exceptional on this album. And for me, I just think it came down to lack of charisma as an entertainer, as yeah. a rapper. And therefore, it got me to not be invested in any one of the tracks, really. 
And even though Ant does like his voice, you know, uh, on this album, because this is the only album I've heard from him, he just kind of was in the same space as Boldy James for me. Yeah. And it was hard to just get through the, the entire album. I think when I got to track eight, I was like, holy shit, I'm only like halfway through the album. I'm falling asleep. And, yeah. And last episode, <laughs> I gave an analogy of how artists at a certain point in their careers are similar to athletes where they end up losing a couple steps the further they go into their career. And like Ant said, I think Lloyd Banks... You know, if this is the best material he can put out right now, it might be time to hang him up. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, maybe he can find a happy medium of helping other artists who are just starting out or writing for other people. But there's plenty of other rappers who had ventured off and done some successful things like 50 Cent. His mentor went off to go do television and he's killing it there. Uh, Joe Budden is in the space of podcasting and is one of the top podcasters when it comes to hip hop and entertainment. So... I don't know if he needs to be putting out any solo albums as an artist right now. Um, yeah, I was very disappointed and underwhelmed overall, like Ant. And that's the kind of thing that I got from this album is, like, the features were dope. <coughs> as far yeah. as the, the songs with the features and shit, like, I think he could even do, a, like, a, a showcase album. That'd be dope. You know what I'm saying? With him as, like, the main attraction, I guess, you know? Yeah. And that would hide his flaws, but, like, yeah, fucking put everybody on. Like, every song's a fucking feature, like, and I think it would work. You know what I'm saying? All the uh, all the artists he messes with yeah. and all the people he wants to put on and give, stuff. Yeah. Give them some shine, and it'll be a fucking dope project. You know, some, like, maybe it's, like, some DJ Khaled shit. You know, get a good yeah. producer and just make some fucking songs that are just relevant, you know? That's actually a good idea, man. You know what I'm saying? Because I, like, I felt like this one was, like, too gangster, and I feel like that's what 50 Cent was was kind of try, like, trying to say like he needs to fucking evolve and elevate and he's here trying to like hold it down for the streets which is cool and all but like i said man it's like there's nothing cool about a four-year-old dude still hanging on the corner with the guns trying to sell drugs and shit like you know what i mean yeah um addison what about you uh man what were you thinking when you first heard this um to uh was d what d would always say uh poop soup <laughs> uh yeah i echo i basically echo everything you guys said um i haven't really listened to much of lloyd banks's solo stuff so i'm not familiar with him besides his stuff on g unit um he's been on some ver some features that i thought he did all right with but like just trying to get through this album was 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 like first of all it felt like a like kind of like really mixtapey yeah um, yes and like you said by halfway through it you're like fuck is this thing over yet like that's you don't want that at all yeah um and and you know i you just mentioned boldy james and you know i've been an advocate for boldy james as the best <laughs> rapper alive <laughs> but like man at least i don't know at least i don't know for some reason boldy james kept me at least a little interested at least three-fourths of the way this one was like it was a struggle to get through the dude had weak choruses which i don't i, don't, I mean maybe he's just meant to be on features but his choruses are weak he tried singing in one of their tracks and i was like oh god like <laughs> and like you mentioned his features were he had to get method man on there twice he got uh, method man on there and then he got it was dave east who played method man <laughs> so like <laughs> <laughs> yeah and they he's both bodied him. <laughs> body so yeah um i was you know i didn't know what to expect going into this i was kind of just like oh, i haven't heard this guy in a while so let's just see what he has and yeah i could have just gone without it oh uh, yeah all right r.i.p r.i.p yeah r.i.p to lloyd banks yeah uh, time to hang him up dude time, time to hang up the yeah, jersey it's time dog um all right gentlemen uh, we're gonna go ahead and move on with favorite beats off the project um i'm gonna go off with pieces of my pain right off the bat the intro it had the energy man and i was like oh mm -hmm. fuck i was ready to get mm -hmm. going with that um and then i'm gonna go ahead and go with uh daddy's little girl had that boom bat with the sample i'm a i'm a sucker for those types of songs kind of like you know the games um 
what was that one song where he talks about like dad like father like son you know like mm, give me a sample yeah. with some kind of boom bap and some kind of light shit like i'm a fucking sucker for that and then the last track man deceitful attentions just had that heartbeat and it was like fucking some some murder shit so it's like i was all for it um what about you people favorite beats man same pieces of my pain. I thought the piano loop and boom bap beat was just yeah. straight New York. It was dark and grimy and very fitting for that whole New York aesthetic. Yeah. Uh, I was, you know, I gravitated towards all the tracks that had that piano loop. Money Machine was another one that had a, a nice little piano loop and also very New York. Yeah. And and then uh, Voices. Yeah, it literally had a voice sample in the background, which I'm just putting together right now. And this one had a nice snare on the beat as well. So those were probably my top beats on, on the album. All right. Uh, Addison, what about you, dude? Favorite beats? Um, a lot of these beats kind of just felt very similar to me, so it's hard for me to kind of choose some. Uh, I wrote down one-on-one Razor because I thought I thought I, – I wrote down the Ooing's pretty cool. Um <laughs> 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 I also put Daddy's Little Girl. I thought that was a pretty good beat. And then I put a red alert and I said Boldy James would have murdered this beat. Yes, that was a, that was a, I think that was probably supposed to go to Boldy James. <laughs> Fuck it. Yeah. At least I mean Boldy James and him have the same monotone voice, but some reason Boldy James kinda gives me that he gives me a little more confidence in his thing and Wood Banks just seems a little like uh, Yeah, like he just dialed it in. Yeah. yeah so. He man. sounds like he just smoked like 10 blunts, had a full course meal, you know, dessert, and then decided to record right after. <laughs> <laughs> the opposite of a mortal technique who starves himself. <laughs> exactly. He's like, yeah, he's all full. He's like, all right, two minutes is good enough for a song. Let's <laughs> this is the next track. Let's go. Let's record this shit. Yeah. Fucking, um... All right, gentlemen, we'll go ahead and move on to favorite tracks. Um, this one, man, I heard it a while back, so I was all. This wouldn't make me originally hype for the fucking album. Uh, 101 Razors featuring Method Man. I mean, you can't complain. Method Method obviously fucking wraps circles around him. Um, and it's like just nice to hear Method Man verse of this caliber. Um, at this day and age, and I'm always a sucker for that. Um, then I'm gonna go ahead and go with uh, I'm gonna say Automatic Pilot, man. Dave East also killed that shit too. That shit made me excited for fucking New York. Cause like, okay, New York's not completely dead. And then I'm gonna go again with the last track, uh, Deceitful Intentions, man. But like, like I said, all my favorite tracks were fucking feature tracks, bro. And like, so yeah. Um, and it's not, and they're not because of Lloyd Bank, what Lloyd Banks did on it's because of you know his guests. So um what about you Viva? i went with uh pieces of my pain uh this was one of the few tracks i felt like lloyd banks was sounded hungry on it yeah um maybe literally not hungry if he did eat a full course meal dessert and smoke 10 blunts <laughs> but i think the instrumental also helped a lot uh 101 razors for all the sentiments you said uh, the method man verse was a highlight on this album and then like you said i'm, I'm kind of a sucker for tracks like daddy's little girl well where he gets a little more vulnerable uh he's pretty straightforward on it yeah and yeah i like the track overall honorable mention to uh movie scenes too as well is a pretty good one uh what about you uh addison favorite tracks yeah basically the same tracks you guys said one-on-one razor for method man and to be honest with you that wasn't even method man's like best verse nah it's still man it's about him yeah he's like i'm just gonna give him like my b my b work because uh this isn't gonna be heard by a lot of people so um, so that one was dope. Uh, you mentioned movie scenes. I like that one a lot. And then I think, again, the sentimental value from Daddy's Little Girl, I thought was pretty cool. So I put that one on here, too. Right on. All right, gentlemen. Uh, sink our teeth in. Uh, <clears throat> least favorite tracks, man. <laughs> um, I'm going to go Trickle. with uh, Onyx AMG. Like, I was just really confused what the fuck he was talking about. Like, he was talking about that gangster shit and just like, 
It's a bunch of shit that I have no idea who he's talking about or what they're talking about. Like I said, this is one that made me like, who gives a fuck that you're four years old, like still connected to the streets, dog? Like, you know, who gives a shit? Yeah. Um, same thing with Money Machine, Cliffhanger, um, the beat switch up on that didn't work for him. Usually it works and it it fell flat. Um, open gates, nah. Um, I'm actually gonna say like, man, his verse on Red Alert, I didn't. His verse and have a Tony Ayo's verse, I didn't fuck with. Um, <laughs> and then Invisible Dang. and Showers, bro. Just like, yeah, it's just, yeah, sorry. It is what it is. Damn, uh, your three fourths the album. Yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> that, that, that was the point of my little speech. Those were Anthony's pieces of his pain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Pieces of my pain, dude. I'm here fucking trying to bat for you, and you give me that shit. Like, come on now, dog. Um, Bebo, least favorite tracks, dog. Yeah, Money Machine, I just put Lazy Hook. Very lazy hook. Yeah. Like, come on, dude. It and then like Cliff. The whole album was littered with lazy hooks. Yes. Cliffhanger, yeah. another yeah. terrible one. I don't know if that's the one Addison was referring to where he tried kind of singing, like doing a 50 cent kind of melody hook, and it just was terrible. Terrible, terrible. Mm-hmm. I think it was a rendition of two, one of Tupac's songs, right? If I'm not, uh, he used the melody off of that. I think so. Of, of um, I, I forgot just, what Tupac song I just but. remember it being G Unit esque. You know, he goes la da 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 da. Oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, that shit was terrible, garbage, hot trash. Yeah, and <laughs> those were probably my top two. Like just, I I dislike most of the album, but those were the the two top. I ones. ain't scared to die, nah nah nah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, brother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Okay. So the, uh, yeah, that was it for me. What about you, Addison? Least favorite tracks. Uh, I just I have cliffhanger and I just said uh, just push me off, bro. Like just kill me now, cause <laughs> push you off the cliff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just Mufasa my ass, cause this is not working. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, like you guys just named a lot of I mean, and named all the tracks, so like I don't, you know, I can't, I can't, I can't argue. So yeah. I definitely put down cliffhanger though as like the main one. That was just like fuck, fuck, yeah. Oopsie. Um... All right, gentlemen, uh, any honorable mentions, anything that stood out, any bars, any concepts? Again, I like Daddy's Little Girl. Like people say, he was open and being vulnerable. Um, it's just, fuck, I can't even remember any bars off this shit because it's just like my brain was like shut off through like the whole time <laughs> I was listening to it. Like I was not actively listening to it because I was just like, okay, fuck, I need to get through this. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, yeah. I, remember, I remember there was like one Army Hammer line, like, I forgot, like, and that's what I'm saying. It wasn't even like Lloyd Banks. It was, I think it was Votto. I mean, mm-hmm. or, or maybe even 38 Special. I'm like, I, I don't. It, at this point, it doesn't even matter. But you know. Yeah, I liked uh, Met- Method Man. He's he says uh, Legend before retirement. You just a busted before the rhyme. Yeah. Yeah. That one was. I like that line. He, he said a he lot of dope shit. Yeah. He, well, he had a line where he says, uh, "I'm not concerned with rappers who can't spit, so swallow them." I'm like, "Ooh, damn!" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then I think he does like a slurping sound in the back, right? I was like, yeah. "Mess, what the hell?" Spicy. <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> uh, well, I, think, I think he also says, "Oh, not method." I think um, Lloyd Banks says, "Bitch with the rings." I'm Stoyakovic. It's like, is that a King's reference? Like, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I think I do vaguely remember that. So oh, I respect it. <laughs> he had a step back too. He said, "Yeah, oh, Luka like, Doncic, back like you could yeah. yeah, something like that." That was a good line. But like, that's something that's like very few that stood out to me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Every, everything yeah. else was really pedestrian. I'm like, ah, fuck. Like this is that's what I'm saying. Like I come to you for the punchlines, and it's just like dog. Like you know, 
Like to me, he was kind of like second in the command of Fabulous at the time, like at, at their prime. Know what I mean, yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, anything else stood out to you guys? Mm-hmm. All right. Um. Oh, I, he did. Uh, on pieces of my pain, he had like a little line that said something. Hold on, I just freaking. Oh, um, something about Megatron on his arm and. That white turned green and leave red the flag of Lebanon. I don't know. It was a little cheeky line. It was nothing yeah. crazy like you said, but it was just it know. stood out. Yeah, right. He had one bar that I felt was pretty like pretty good where he says on voices is that use used to betrayal, even compliments or strange facing reflections of the monsters we became. I was like, Oh, that's kinda deep. Yeah. That is. Um, that, that was it though. That was like our next track. <laughs> I have a I have a gripe for him. Um he said on the uh, same track, uh on on pieces of my pain he says uh where we at where we at um ninjas feast away to their feast their way to the podium that's a new procedure didn't think i was a smart student turned out to be a stupid teacher and dog i'm i'm gonna tell you right now it was probably you like (laughs) 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 i give all my students everything they need and it's just like you still don't get it dog like youtube videos Resources, example after example. <laughs> Probably you, Doc. <laughs> um, um, anything how did, else? How did you guys feel that he had a track on his album called "Keys to Success," where he's telling people how to be successful? I think that was his shot at fifty, <laughs> and like to say, like I know what the fuck I'm talking about. Yeah, but like, dude, this album got to be fucking bringing it. And like, <laughs> let's put it this way: I'm on Genius. And nobody even gave a it's fuck. It's nothing there. Yeah, nobody gave a fuck to write the lyrics down. There's nothing for his keys to success. That's how profound. That, yeah, that's how profound people found it. They're like, I don't need to write this shit down. This shit doesn't need to keys go. Keys to success wouldn't be to skip this album. We failed. Oh, uh, that's hilarious. Oh man. Um. All right. I think we're gonna go ahead and move on to the producer's chair. Uh, gentlemen, this is where we ask what you would do if you were the head producer, executive producer, getting ready to push this thing out and get on Apple Music, blah blah blah, Spotify, all that. Um, for me, I think it's plain and simple. I'm gonna go back to what I said a little bit earlier. Um, he obviously has a lot of flaws. He's obviously not as motivated and as hungry as Bebo said he he he's been in the in the past. I think um during the junior era, I think they were trying to get on. They were trying to make it and so they were giving it their all um this shit seems really lackluster and unmotivated so i'm I'm gonna say what i said earlier i say cut like half the tracks and like add more features and hide his flaws um he needs to be the host he needs to be the big daddy on this shit and just like kind of like hey just be in the background just fucking survive because if not like we get what we get with this thing and it's it's not looking pretty um what about you people what would you do if you're the producer yeah, I really liked your idea as far as just him kind of putting on younger artists that he messes with or co-signs, maybe from New York or wherever, and him getting on a feature here and there, uh, you know, being the executive producer, directing the whole thing. But as far as just an album to start with, I think he just needs to start with a strong direction or idea, start there, you know, and kind of go off that because this was just, you know, it didn't even have that. It, it, I, and if it did, I didn't fucking get what it was, to be uh, honest. It didn't and, have a theme, uh, like, a, like a like a clear-cut theme, despite yeah. the fucking song, the title of the album being, like, Pieces of My Pain. It's just like, he's just, like, reminiscing about New York. And it's just like, I get that. That might be the keys to your pieces of your pain. But it's just like, we weren't hearing that. It was just like, yeah. I've been thugging my whole life. I've been thugging my whole life. It's like, okay, cool. But where is your pain coming from? Like, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, you know, so I, I agree with that. Um, Go for it, Doc. 
And I was just going to say, yeah, just overall better hooks, beats. Uh, some of the beats I did like, you know, like with the piano loops and stuff, but they could have been better overall just throughout the album. Just all the above, but I think a good start is just starting with a direction idea. Um, I'm just going to go list off the tracking track listing for his first debut album off G-Unit. As for a solo debut album, um, here are the producers, the producer list. Uh, Ain't No Click was Havoc. Uh, everybody knows Dr. Dre's uh, right-hand man at the time. Um, Playboy um, by Ron Browns. I don't know who he is, but that, that beat was pretty fire. Uh, Warrior, Thiata User, uh, On Fire, K1, Mill, Eminem, Luis, uh, Luis Resto, uh, I Get High, High Tech, um, Timberland and Danger on I'm So Fly, Work Magic, Scam Jones, I don't know who that is, uh, As You So Gangsta, Chad Beats, and Shaw Money XL, Junit Henchman, um, Warrior Part 2, Eminem, um karma greg gintz doby i don't know who that is uh when the chips are down featuring game um black jeruz also another uh shot money g unit henchman um till uh, till the end eminem um die one day baby grand and then Southside store the diaz brothers and man i think that's i think that's the key i think um whoever was producing this made you know if if we look back and reflect on that album to where we're at now it's just like you see how much star power is on that shit. You see how much help he fucking needed just for that. And I mean, it was it's it was a solid debut album, but it's not gonna be like one of the greatest. You know what I'm saying? It's like one of my like you know um, guilty pleasures. I want to say you know what I'm saying. Yeah. And it took all that shit for that to be that. You know what I'm saying? And that, yeah. I think that's what was probably missing on this project. Um, Addison, what would you do if you're the producer on this one? Control all delete. <laughs> um, like, we're, not putting, we're not putting this shit out <laughs> I think he probably should have just made like an EP or something maybe just trimmed out like 30 uh, like all the tracks and maybe just have like three songs you know yeah at least that we're good but I don't know I think he needed a lot of help and I think what you guys said maybe kind of I don't know I just don't know I mean <laughs> I don't know just retire yeah just, just let it go bro and just like I don't know it was yeah. There's you can't really save something that's uh, that's uh, already dead. So, <laughs> all right. Don't come for me, please. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Bread Boy. Um. All right, gentlemen. This is now time for the check me out segment. This is where we refer to you um to other music by tonight's featured artists. Um, I got a few of them, man. Um, off of Beg for Mercy, he like Bebo said, man. Uh, popping them things. He fucking does this thing. One of my favorite lines, and and this was produced by Dr. Dre and Scott Store, so it's no wonder it's banging. But like. One of his, my favorite lines was he goes, hell yeah, fuck fans. Guess what? Your favorite rapper does too. And I'm like, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, you know, kind of going, you know, past the fourth wall right there. I love that shit. Um, let's see. Uh, Stump 101. Want to get to know you like Addison was spitting earlier. Um, let's see. What else? Beg for Mercy. Great tracks. Yeah. Right? Gangster shit. Um, let's see. Hunger for More. He has Where I'm At. Bonus track off of uh, The Hunger for More 2. Um, and then Warriors Part 2, also on The Hunger for More, the original debut. And then we cannot forget Beamer, Benzer, Bentley featuring Jules Santana. And that's, the, you know, the strength of the track like that made me excited for him to be off a of G-Unit and, like, do his solo shit, you know? And it's like, okay, maybe he might have the momentum to carry that shit. And so that's why I was, like, still a fan. But, I mean, you know, here we are now. So um, anything else, gentlemen? 
I have one. It was when Kanye was doing those Good Fridays and he was releasing these kind of Lucy singles every Friday. I don't know if you guys remember that. Oh, yeah. It's probably like around, what, 2010, something like that. Yeah. Uh, he had a Kanye West had a track called Christian Dior Denim Flow. It features Kid Cudi, Pusha T, John Legend, Lloyd Banks, and Ryan Leslie. Fuck. And it might be one of my favorite Lloyd Banks verses of all time, so... That's on my check me out. That's what I'm saying. He was like, at one point, he was in decent company, man. You know, I'm like, yeah. he held his own. So it's like, what the fuck happened, bro? Yeah. Um, anything else, gentlemen? Okay. Alrighty. Um, with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and move it on to our rating. It is that time, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we're going to give this thing a rating. Um, you guys know me, man. Like, I like this guy. I like this guy. I want to root for him. Uh, unfortunately, he didn't give me much to root for on this project. And, uh, I'm gonna give it a shit. I'm gonna give it a 3.7, man. 3.7 just because it was just so fucking flat. Like, yeah. Disappointing, man. What about you, Bebo? Same. I think this one needed to stay shelved. Uh, he needs to fine tune it. I don't see myself coming back to this at all. I don't even think there's a, a track that, you know, I saved from it or anything like that. For that reason, I'm going to give it a D, a 3.4. Holy shit. All right. Um, Addison, man, what are you going to give this? Damn, I thought I was being generous. Um... <laughs> <laughs> it really deserves an F, but I'll be nice. Yeah. yeah I, don't I, like... I don't want him to shoot me, you know what I mean? <laughs> well, if you know me, my name's Bread Boy. I work with aliens, and I'm giving this probably my lowest rating. It's a 2.5 for me. Fuck. Oh, <laughs> damn. Name's Bread Boy, by the way. <laughs> Just so you know, it's out of five, so that's basically 50%. That's a fucking F, ladies and gentlemen. He's that one kid who turns in his project super late, and it's just trash anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To go back to the analogy, yeah, just like, I expected more out of you. I really liked you in the beginning of the year, but now I'm like, fuck. (laughs) You didn't do nothing, dog. So if we could get a drum roll, we have a... 64 percent very fitting man <laughs> very fitting um gentlemen will you be copping this vinyl <laughs> <laughs> let's just say if he was giving them away for free i would give money to him to get them away from me <laughs> no, i'm just kidding um, if it was free I uh, let's put it this way: If he was giving them out for free, I would politely say no, like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and act like I was busy and walk over, walk by him. <laughs> it's like a homeless Lloyd Banks on the street, just in rags. Fucking <laughs> a, dude. Oh, and poor Anthony's sh- like, no thanks. <laughs> no thanks, sorry. sorry. I gotta go. I got a fucking meeting. Now. <laughs> Which is oh. fucked up because you gotta understand, this oh. man was once in the mosh video for eminem like that's how big he was at one point right yeah dude yeah and him and g unit yeah yeah this is like fuck dude um yeah addison you copping the vinyl or not no it's a hard pass sir oh okay <laughs> just making sure i just want to validate that so <laughs> the hardest of on, on the record yeah <laughs> <laughs> so we're all in agreement we'd all throw that shit in the dumpster <laughs> yeah, I deleted that deleted off of my Apple Music. I don't, <laughs> Immediately. I don't even want it on there. Like, I don't want to take up the digital space. <laughs> hey, I man, mean, but this is constructive criticism, too. Like, you know, it, we're not just shitting on him to shit on him. Like, if he, you know, if you were ever to listen to this, I hope he could take something positive from it and just be like, all right, I know what I need to do for the next one if there is a next one. Yeah, because yeah. that's what I'm saying. This is like, 
it was too hood, if that makes sense. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, 50 Cent was right. He needs to put a little bit more shine on it, be a little bit more radio-friendly. Um, It's just, he needs something that stands out. And right now, he don't fucking got it, you know? And just, I, I hate to be like that, but that's just what it is. Yeah. Um, alrighty. Uh, well, uh, one of our little Indians was gone last week. You might have uh, missed him. And... So he's going to come back and give us a retelling of what his weekend at Coachella was like. Addison, what was Coachella like last week for week two out there in the desert? It was cool. Next. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, I did go to Coachella weekend too. Um, and this, uh, I like to preface that this was my first Coachella. It might be my last, but I've never been there. So it was my first time. And then with the amount of money I spent, I don't know if I'll ever go back, but <laughs> uh, for me, um, most people do the car camping situation or, or like camp out there. That's not my vibe. I luckily, uh, or I somehow, uh, forwarded or got the money to do the hotel package. So that was pretty cool. So not only was I at a hotel room, I was had AC, but I also had free breakfast. So that was cool. But, um, I did take a shuttle. The shuttle was literally outside the hotel. So like, it was a pretty good vibe for me because it drops you off right in front of the the venue and that's uh and then you're you know and then it picks you up so i don't i think the longest it took was maybe like 45 minutes to get to the site once but um that was dope so experience there was a plus um going into coachella the one thing i've been telling people again i don't know if you guys ever been but when i when i walked in i thought kind of small like it it was i thought in my head it was going to be a lot more grander a lot more things around but kind of small which i didn't hate to get to like one stage the other was like maybe a five ten minute walk so um it just depends on how many people are around but overall i think the experience was cool i did uh write down a couple people that i did see and i was going to give out some quick uh bullet point notes so the first person i did walk in to see on friday was wasaba I'm not too familiar with him, but um, I thought he had a great stage presence. I thought he he looked good up there. People were vibing out, so I really enjoyed his set. Uh, after that, I saw Pusha T, who I wrote down here, Poop Soup, because uh, not only does no way Push, Pusha T uh, did, did, did me and Bebo dirty by canceling the show that we were going to go to, but he also, for this, showed up late, showed up 15 minutes late, and then his audio just kept fucking up. So every time he went into a song, it, it like... And I appreciate it for him trying. There's times when the audio literally sped up and he was trying to like ride the beat still, or like it slowed down and he was like kind of flowing with the beat and it worked, but then it would just crash and then it'd be like, fuck. And then his set, like 45 minutes later, they, they walk on stage and say, hey, you had to get off because we have to set up the stage for the next person. So I was like, fuck. <laughs> so Pusha T did me dirty again. So screw that guy. Remember, my name's Bread Boy. So, um, <laughs> uh, next up, I have. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna kind of pronounce his name wrong. His name's Toby. Toby Nawigwe. Um, he was. He's a rapper. Um, I think he was one of my favorite sets. Honestly, on the one of the smaller stages, he brought out like uh, Johnny Venus from Earth Gang. Dude came out with like wings. Oh, it was pretty nice. It was pretty dope. He brought out CeeLo Green. CeeLo Green was like in like a Moo Moo thing and he was like preaching and then he started singing. It was like, it was a vibe, dude. And he put on a great set. It was, he had, he was literally having, he had a guy out there handing out shirts, like free shirts. It's like, oh yeah, here you go. It's like, what the fuck? Oh, I got two of them. I was like, oh shit. Nice. Right. So it was probably one of my favorite sets. He had a good vibe. He sounded great live. Um, and that's probably my favorite from like the smaller stages. Uh, next up was Gorillas. They were on the main stage. Um, you can definitely see the age on these guys. And as I mentioned in the previous podcast, the Gorillas consist of mainly just two people. Yeah. And mainly one guy who he he sings, and then when he does like another character's voice, he has like a like kind of like a, a like a voice box to kind of give him like oh. a different like, robotic voice. 
it was cool. I definitely, you definitely feel his age. I think the greatest part of it is he brought out a bunch of people. He brought out um, Bad Bunny, which was dope. Um, he was wearing like a weird mask, but I could tell it was him. Oh, that was dope. Yeah. He brought out Most Def, and Most Def killed it. That was fucking crazy. And then he ended it with uh, there was a couple more people I'm not familiar with their names, but the last they came out with De La Soul oh, nice. and they performed Feel Good Inc., which I didn't realize that that dude did did the laugh. Oh like, shit. He did it like four times. That was pretty dope. <laughs> and then um, it ended with them showing his respect to their their, their uh, the, the one member that passed away. I thought that was pretty cool. That is and cool. So that was that was a really good set. And of course, visually in the background, it had the characters. So that was pretty cool. Um, to end out Friday, I saw Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny kind of just did his thing, dude. It was the longest set that they had. It was like two plus hours. Wow. And he just killed it. Uh, it was just a lot of fun. Everyone was dancing. So that was that was dope. Um, let's see, going into Saturday, I really wanted to see Earth Gang, but we couldn't make it in time. And by the time we got there, it was like either I watched all of Kenny Beats' set or I watched like half of Earth Gang's, and it was across the way. So I was like, fuck it, I'll just watch Kenny Beats. Um, Kenny Beats was pretty cool. I was hoping he was going to kind of, he kind of played a lot of different songs and it did hype up the crowd a lot, but it didn't lean too much of in, into like his stuff or like he had some hip hop in there, but like, I don't know. And I was hoping he'd bring someone out, but he didn't. So, but overall I thought that was pretty cool. Um, I watched Charlie XCX's set. I don't know any of her music, but damn, she, she put on a great show. Um, She's fine too. I think. Yeah. Yeah. She was, she did her thing. Like, I was like, Oh damn, I like you. I was make me check. Maybe I'll check out some of their stuff, but yeah, she put on a good show. Rosalia was after her. Um, my wife loves Rosalia, and I thought she sounded great. Um, overall, no complaints there. And then it ended with Blackpink, which, again, is a K-pop group, which, biased enough, is... I thought it was dope. Can't really complain there. Nice. The last day was uh, Sunday, and um, I was burnt out. <laughs> Showed up late, and I think we only watched, like, three people. But um, <laughs> one of them was Caliucci. She put in a great show, and then... Um, Van Goshen came out. It sounded like Blink-182. Um, he talked about his <laughs> penis <course>. a lot. <laughs> um and they just they did they talked way too much about the penis i was like all right guys like <laughs> they're okay but like again as you don't know as maybe people don't know if van goshen canceled on weekend two so it really bummed me out but from what i'm hearing from weekend one it's either hit or miss for people but regardless i think i had a good time would i recommend it uh people going I would say, I mean, if you could afford it, and if you like to go camping and doing that that vibe, I think that's a cool a cool way to go. But for the and I, I mean, initially we we're supposed to go with a ton of people, and they all kind of backed out, so we're just kind of us. But um, it, it would depend. I don't know. Would you guys ever perform, consider man. going? Like, there's got to be at least like five acts I don't want to see. Like, you know what I'm saying for that? Yeah, for that price, five big acts, right? Like, yeah. But you have to buy the ticket before the you even know who's going, right? It depends. Yeah, I think if if you buy the yeah, I think if you buy the ticket before, it's a little cheaper, and then as it gets closer, and even when the lineup gets released, um, it becomes a little more expensive. Mm. But for the hotel packages, I think it's just you know not a lot of people want to spend that much money. So, yeah. um, but I think I mean it's a lot. But for the value, I think it's there. I mean, again, for me, I personally don't like to camp. Right. So I got home every day. Fucking ACs blasted. Took a shower. Got yeah. a poop. Um, exactly. <laughs> free breakfast bunch you know, of over people yeah for me personally uh i'm just such a diva when it comes to like the weather i i, I don't like summertime here in the ie she gets like way too fucking hot and i don't like being sweaty and smell like booty so i think the weekend you went it wasn't too bad though but there's some some years where i think the coachella festival is like over 100 or at least in that range and i don't think i could do it yeah the weather was was actually like friday nice. was probably the hottest but the rest of the was pretty chill. 
um, Sunday got really windy, and then there's you're just surrounded by dirt and grass, so my allergies were shit. So that was definitely something that sucked from it. But but it's I think overall, like you know, it's something to experience for sure at least once to kind of get your own thoughts and whatnot. Yeah. So, and I, so it's good I, yeah. that you went. Yeah. 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 Nice. Well, nice. That was my my view. Um, again, I don't know if I'll ever go back. It'd have to be like a mind blowing lineup for me to like even consider it. But. Yeah. Shit. Thank you for that, Addison. Well, nice. All right, and uh, Bebo, you got some news for us yep. today? <clears throat> yeah, just really quick. A couple weeks ago, I know one of my favorite entertainers, actors, uh, you know, had a medical scare. Jamie Foxx, who's I believe fifty-five years old. Nobody's saying what exactly happened to him. The rumor on social media online is that he suffered a stroke. And I want to know what your guys' thoughts are. What Jamie Foxx means to you guys, if anything. But I know I grew up watching him just in in the living color skits and you know obviously his movies and music and just all, overall one of the most talented entertainers of yeah, our time I mean, I, and I, so i, I hope it's not right true you know head, it's like he's been such a part of our lives that i feel like we take him for granted like uh, to me he's not even that old. when you said 55 i was like fuck dude like in my mind he's like 35 like you know what i mean like you know like he's like it seems like he's perpetually yeah, doing yeah. stuff you know and it's like He's got that momentum, he's got that energy, and he's he's always just bringing it, you know? So it's just like, I think we take it for granted because we always see him everywhere. You see him on Saturday Night Live or see him on, like, you know, um, Late Night with Jimmy Fallon. And it's just like, he's always doing something. So it's just like, oh, shit, like, you know, for him to be, like, near death, you're like, wait a minute, what? Like, you know, but it's like age is a motherfucker, like, and you never know, like, what predispositions anybody has, like, as far as their health goes. Um, But, man, like, that's what I'm saying It's like, we look at people like him and like the rock that are just always going and you're just like these people seem like indestructible you know and then we gotta realize that like yeah yeah they're they're fucking human dude you know yeah yeah he kind of lives in that kind of category of like uh robin williams and jim carrey who yeah just super, super multi-talented like, people acting, you know singing performing in general like yeah he can do it all you know oh man Yep. Yeah, so uh, hopefully he's. Uh, I mean, I, I saw some some celebrities tweet out that you know they you know hope he's, hope he's all right. So if uh, if he really si- if he's really sick, I really hope he's okay too as well. Um, anything else, gentlemen? Anything else? Yeah, yeah. I could have sworn we had another piece of news. Uh, oh. oh, yeah. Um, there we go. Jack Harlow called himself the yeah. second best white rapper next to Eminem, and I wanted to uh, um, get your guys' thoughts on that questionable man because it's like who you consider like white like purely white because like logic's half white and logic from fucking kill as far as a white boy goes i mean he looks white like you know like and so yeah yeah it's hard for me to i'd label him a white rapper yeah you know he probably wouldn't like to be called that but i mean he looks Um, more white than what i say he's probably the most popping white rapper right now i'd say yeah um very current you know along with what's going on right now i like his style it's very tapped into the culture tapped into the veins of what's happening um great though i I, it's that's a tough one i think time will tell with that one um we still got uh bebo mentioned action bronson earlier like i thought he was half black (laughs) it's like (laughs) like i was like i i can you know the way we consider logic white i consider action bronson black like you know like he's not even white like (laughs) um I mean, that's probably a compliment like, to him. He's probably like, yeah. Fuck yeah, somebody thinks he I'm looks black. white like, as fuck to me. Know, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, like that Chappelle skit? I don't know, man, because yeah. would you consider Post Malone like a, a rapper? I mean, like, 
initially that's what he was kind of presenting himself as and it's like because it's it's so weird because like what do we even consider a rapper yeah. nowadays because like most rappers like sing like you know what i'm saying like most rappers True. sing 90 percent of the time and then rap a little bit and then go back to singing so it's kind of tough like i say as far as like mc lyrically like i mean there's eminem as like the barometer and then like I would just say Jack Harlow's what's happening right now, what's popping. So like, you know, I, I he's he's great right now. Yeah. I I agree with those sentiments. I think if you're talking about like the now and mainstream music, then yeah, he is the most popping white artist. But of all time, I don't know oh, that. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. mean, you'd have to argue against Mac Miller, you know, who mm-hmm. passed away. Um, Alchemist raps and he, you know, he can hold his own sometimes. He's not the best rapper, but he can hold his own and he's white. Um, who else can I think of? Uh, well, those are two that just come off the top of my head, but um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if he's if he can stack up against yeah, those artists I mean, right I there. Say, uh, Logic, no, no, I'm kidding. Like, that's what I'm saying. It's like I feel like Logic has <laughs> yeah. to constantly remind us that he's black. Like you know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm like, nah, you're white, dude. Like, you know, like, yeah. yeah. Your name's Bobby, bro. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I mean, I think time will tell, but I think, yeah, as far as white rappers go, I think. It definitely goes Eminem and then Mac Miller somewhere really high up there. I mean, especially with a lot of the shit that they've been releasing lately. Like, yeah. it's like mm-hmm. a lot of the late, late post like, um, material they've been releasing. I'm like, fuck, this guy was on another level before he died. So, um, Jack Harlow, we have to give it at least fucking 10, 15 years before we find the, yeah. the answer to that question, man. So, uh, I, I have the lyric here. He says, he says he's the hardest white rap. The hardest white boy since the one who rapped about vomit and sweaters. And hold the comments because I promise you I'm honestly better than whoever came up in your See, but that's head right that's, that's, like, that's even a bad it's reference awful, for, like, like but... to mention him. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's kind of, like, cheesy. It's, like, obvious. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, got to be a little more clever than that. And, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I feel like there is a nuance, like, when it comes yeah. to, like, saying shit. Like, you got to even do that in a fucking particular way in order to be even considered mentioned on that, on that level. So, um... Speaking speaking of which, I was telling my friend that on the new Danny Brown and JPEG Mafia album, they have a track called Jack Harlow Meal. And at the end, Danny Brown's like, I can't trust y'all. Y'all let Jack Harlow yeah. sell y'all chicken. Like, I, I just can't trust <laughs> you. That's kind of true. That's kind of true. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, right. that's so true. So, um, that's all I have to say about yeah, that. If I had a fucking meal, the Anton meal would probably be fucking some shit from Jack in a Box. Like, <laughs> the most gross shit you can put on a fucking in between two months. Like, there's the Anton right there. Like, two patties in between a grilled chicken. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, like so, it's, so, it's so good grass. when it goes down, but you regret it later. Some curly fries on it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and then and then sometimes yeah, like, a week like, later you think about that meal that like, damn that was a really good meal yeah it's like my asshole <laughs> but it's so bad for me i can't i can't do it again <laughs> and instead your, doc- of a, your doctor says hey your yeah, asshole can yeah, only you take it every so often like don't like, do it regularly instead of a instead of a toy it comes with plan b i'm gonna pitch that i'm gonna pitch that to the jack to jack in the box <laughs> like hey my aunt told me to come with a plan b oh sorry here you go <laughs> 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 
Antoine Brother. meal was a hundred dollars and twelve cents, yeah. <laughs> and they forgot to catch more up. Than a plan B. Yeah. <laughs> it's like fifty sixty eight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh shit! All right, come oh soon. god, that's funny. Um, all right, gentlemen. Um, <laughs> songs of the week, songs you've been fucking with, songs that you've been like living in your head. Um, I don't know why, but fuck, man, this song's been living in my head, and I think I'm gonna use it as an example for metaphors for my class. Um, it's Taylor Swift, Karma. <laughs> Karma is a boyfriend. Karma is a fucking nice. school breeze, all that shit. Yeah, I, I, I don't know why it's been on repeat this week. I'm fucking with it heavy. Um, Bebo, song of the week, sir. I got two. This guy, you know, big fan of his before he passed, PMB Rock. His last Ooh. single that he came out with was called Love Me Again. Nice little track. And then because it did warm up here in the IE, I was just in the incubus mood and I was bumping the track Are You In? Um, all right, Essence, Song of the Week, my friend. Uh, yeah, I got a couple here. Um, it's the end of April. That means it's going to be May. Ooh. So, okay. And think it's going to be me. Ah, I see too. <laughs> or it's going to be May. Um, <laughs> um, Bebo actually talked about it, uh, oh, messaged me about crazy. it. Chance Rapper's Acid Rap just turned 10 years old. And. And he finally released Juice on streaming services. So Juice was always the shit. But like hearing that, finally having it on the streaming service, I got to throw that one out there. And then um, there's this a Bad Bunny song. I'm going to pronounce it wrong called La Romana. That's been in my head all yeah. week. So I'm going to throw all that right. one out there as well. I think it's rumored Acid Raps is heading to streaming services. I could be wrong though. I think it's 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 been there. It's been oh, on it streaming is? services, but it oh. didn't it didn't have juice in it. Oh, I see. Okay. And when it went to juice, he'd be like, "Yeah, sorry, I don't have the samples cleared yet." Blah blah. It's like, <laughs> it's like just take it out. Like, why why put that you know excerpt, yeah. excerpt in there? But it's I guess that was for me. It was a big deal. I was like, finally. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's complete now. Yeah. Now he's he's freaking dry humping on other people. That's not his wife. So yeah, I don't know what's going on with that, that guy. Yeah, that, that shit was bad. Hopefully his music's great right. again. That's <laughs> a rap too coming soon. <laughs> um, yeah, right, I need to go back to it. Um, who has the pick for this week? Who, what are we listening to? Ooh, it's, it's my pick. I thought I'd kill a couple birds Ooh. with one stone. We haven't gone the two EP route in a minute. So I thought we'd go that route. And interestingly enough, it fits Ooh. in with what we were talking about, about white rappers. I want to know your guys' perspective on this EP. Um, see if you guys thought it was trash, mid, or like if it was decent. But Asher Roth had an EP that came out last year called Why Is It So Gray Out um, with the producer called Heather Gray. So I want to hear your guys' thoughts on that. And then we're going to do a genre we've never done before, but one of my favorite actors entertainers no personalities is jeff goldblum and he actually has a band yeah where he does jazz and shit he plays the piano and they came out with the ep called jeff goldblum and the mildred snitzer orchestra that's the name of the band and then the ep is called play well yeah. with others so we're gonna be reviewing that all right. Oh shit! Get ready for some. So those will be the two EPs. Fuck yeah! Hell exactly. Exactly. It's not the only bone that you're digging up there. God creates man. Man destroys God. Man creates dinosaurs. Dinosaurs kill man. <laughs> <laughs> all that shit. 
Oh, we're gonna have to do that next week. Well, here on the audio files. We'll see you next time. Peace.